0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the podcast and today I'm gonna go my review of AEW's Dynamite Starting off the evening go to our first match of the night it is for the TNT Championship It is Dustin Rhodes versus Christian I thought this was a good match man uh, Back and forth matchup between Rhodes and Christian Rhodes hits a power slam on Christian in the middle of the ring Rhodes was trying to keep the pace of the match but Christian hits a neck breaker on Rhodes for a near fall Rhodes and Christian then both exchange in the middle of the ring with Dustin lands a bulldog, on Christian for a near fall. Rhodes then hits a Canadian Destroyer as well. Christian gets up, hits a frog splash off the top rope on Rhodes for a near fall. Rhodes then goes for a roll-up. Nick Wayne gets involved by helping Christian with the roll-up. Rhodes then gets up, hits a crossroads for a near fall on Christian. Dustin then attacks uh, Nick Wayne ringside, ends up hitting a Canadian Destroyer ringside. It looked absolutely brutal. Christian then capitalizes, hits a spear on Dustin Rhodes, as well as a kill switch for a near fall. Then Christian gets back up, hits another kill switch on Rhodes, pins him for the three. And your winner of the match, and still TNT champion, is Christian. couple things I'm going to say about this, man. Number one, this was a solid match for Dustin Rhodes. This is probably one of the best matches I've seen from Dustin Rhodes in quite a while. Um, my main concern is Christian. And the reason why I'm saying that is, is because I'm hoping they continue the storyline between Christian and Adam Copeland, and we haven't got much of Adam Copeland. Now, some people might say, well, this is all storyline based, and that may be true. The issue that I'm having with it is, is that you have Copeland having open challenges. Obviously, he's trying to climb the ladder back to get towards Christian. But other than that, there's been no back and forth banter as of late between Christian and Copeland. And I'm hoping that you know the longer this goes on, we, I think we have about a six week build. Uh, until we get the revolution where i'm hoping that we get a rematch between christian and copeland for the tnt championship at revolution but it's still yet to be seen but again hats off to christian for getting the win in that match and retaining the tnt championship let me go into our next match it's a tag team matchup it is orange cassidy teaming up with trent beretta versus penta and commander I thought this was a good match as well, man. Back and forth matchup between both teams with Penta and the Commander keeping the pace of the match. Penta then hits a pump handle slam for a near fall. Penta then gets up, hits a Canadian Destroyer on Trent Beretta. Trent then hits a running knee on Commander. Orange Cassidy then hits an orange punch on Commander, which allows Trent to hit the finish. Pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta. After the match, they are interrupted by Undisputed Kingdom. They surround the ring. Strong then gets in the ring, grabs a microphone, says he wants a shot at the international title. And it looks like that match might take place between Strong and Orange Cassidy at Revolution for the International Championship. So I'm definitely looking forward to that and seeing if Roderick Strong can actually pull out the win on Orange Cassidy and become the new international champion. Moving on from that, we have a Mark Briscoe segment. This was pretty much to celebrate Jay Briscoe, who had passed away which has been a year from now since he's passed away. Uh, Rest in peace to the late, great Jay Briscoe. This was touching, man. This was definitely emotional for me personally. You know, I'm a big fan of the Briscoes, as a lot of people are. Um, You know, Mark also mentions that his niece, you know, doctors told, you know, his family that his niece wasn't going to walk again. Uh, His niece was also a part of the car accident that ended up uh, taking Jay Briscoe away from us fans. Uh, doctor said that she wouldn't be able to walk again and Briscoe brings out his niece who is currently walking, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh he brings out his nieces and his and his family during this segment, which was absolutely awesome. Uh fans paid a lot of respect to uh, Jay Briscoe and then AEW played a great tribute video to the late great Jay Briscoe, which I thought was absolutely awesome, definitely emotional. Um, again, man, he's gonna be missed. And I mentioned this when he had passed away We we all first found out, uh, Jay's definitely going to be missed from a lot of fans, a lot of wrestlers in the back. Uh, to me, in my honest opinion, me personally, the Briscoes are in my top five of the best tag teams of all time, uh, for sure. The matches they had with FTR are legendary matches. Uh, they had a 13-time title reign for Ring of Honor, which, again, is synonymous with Ring of Honor. They put on fantastic matches, both Mark and Jay Briscoe, man, and... uh Like I said, man, Jay will definitely be missed. And uh, again, rest in peace to the late, great Jay Briscoe. Again, this was a great job by AEW by putting on this tribute to Jay and especially having this uh, tribute video to Jay as well. So again, rest in peace to the late, great Jay Briscoe. Moving on from that, we have a Young Bucks segment. Uh, Nick and Matt Jackson are backstage with Renee. Uh, Nick said that they're you know EVPs and want to be taken seriously. Matt Jackson then grabs a the microphone and talks about AEW and how, you know, they helped create AEW and it's this multi-million dollar company. Matt also mentions AEW changing and wanting, you know, Matt and Nick Jackson wanting change for AEW and getting rid of the locker room chaos and getting rid of former talent. Um, to me, I think this was a great segment, man, for the Young Bucks. This was a great interview with the Young Bucks and Renee. Um, obviously it looks like the Young Bucks are coming back as a heel tag team, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, And it does look like the Young Bucks will challenge Sting at Revolution for Sting's last match. And, you know, I gave my thoughts on this last week when it was, you know, when the Young Bucks came into Daly's place or returned to AEW, I should say. And I kind of had mixed feelings about it, to be honest with you. You know, the Young Bucks were kind of ice cold before they left after full gear. And no one knew what the Young Bucks were doing. They they took some time off. Uh, But I understand why, you know, They're doing this match. And obviously Sting has a lot of say on his last match. And just in my opinion, it would have been cool to see Darby Allen versus Sting and kind of a passing of the torch, if you will, to Darby Allen. But it does look like at Revolution we will get the Young Bucks versus Darby Allen and Sting, possibly. But the way I would do it is I would actually, you know, have the Young Bucks in a wrestling capacity here, ASAP. Possibly going up against Big Bill and Ricky Starks, maybe beating Big Bill and Ricky Starks with the AEW Tag Team Championships, and then have the Young Bucks defend those AEW Tag Team Championships against Sting and Darby Allen, and then Sting and Darby Allen win Championship Gold in Sting's retirement match. So it just kind of makes to me that kind of makes sense if I'm booking it, booking the match that way. Um, I'm definitely excited for this matchup, and honestly, for what it's worth, man, I'm excited to see what the Young Bucks do next. I mean, I feel like a lot of the things they were saying during this segment. You know, was kind of, you know, definitely kind of true. There's definitely been some hostility backstage and stuff like that, obviously, in the past couple of years with AEW. Uh, obviously, the Young Bucks hype up their EVP status and stuff like that. So, I, I remember Matt Jackson saying and Nick Jackson saying that they want change in AEW. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on from that, we have a Ring of Honor six-man tag team matchup for the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships, I should say. Not a Ring of Honor six-man tag team match. But this is for the Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Team Championships. It is the Bullet Club Gold versus Moco Embassy. Um, I thought this was a good matchup as well. It was a decent match, uh, back and forth matchup between both teams with Bullet Club Gold keeping the pace of the match. Prince Nana gets involved. She tries to hit Jay White with the title. Anthony Bowens comes out from the Acclaim to stop Prince Nana, which allowed Jay White to hit the Blade Runner. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions are Bullet Club Gold. Couple things I want to say about this matchup as well, man. Number one, this was a great, uh, great win for Bullet Club Gold. Um, eventually, and I mentioned this last week or two weeks ago as well, man. You can't keep having Jay White lose matches. Eventually, he has to get back in the winning column, and I think this was a great win for not only Jay White but Bullet Club Gold in general. Obviously, Juice Robinson's been out with injury. I think he has injury to his back. Hopefully, he comes back soon. Uh, but this is great for Jay White. You know, Jay White is a championship-caliber talent, hands down. I mean, he had a great career over in New Japan. Um, and he gets Bullet Club Gold back on the map. Now, the interesting thing is the Acclaimed. I know there was a little bit of a interview or a segment backstage at Collision. I believe it was last week between the Acclaimed and Bullet Club Gold where Anthony Bowens had mentioned maybe possibly joining up with Bullet Club Gold to make it this, you know, super stable, if you will. Honestly, my opinion about it, I think it would be great, to be honest with you. I think it benefits both parties, because you got to look at the narrative right now for AEW. There's a lot of stables in AEW. Now, if the Acclaim joined up with Bullet Club Gold, it would be a super faction in AEW, which, again, I'm not against it, man. Obviously, Billy Gunn has ties, obviously, to Colton and Austin Gunn, being that it's, you know, That's their dad. Um, Jay White looking for, I guess, more backup, especially what happened to him with the Undisputed Kingdom. I can totally see that. You know, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I mean, hopefully it does. I think it would benefit both parties, to be honest with you. So I'm definitely looking forward to what's going to happen between Bullet Club Gold and the Acclaimed, for sure. Uh, Moving on from that, we have Anna Jay versus Deanna Perazzo. Deanna Perrazzo makes her AEW Dynamite in-ring debut. Um, I thought it was a good match, man. It was a solid matchup, back and forth matchup between Anna Jay and Perazzo. Perrazzo was keeping the pace of the match. Perrazzo and Anna Jay then both exchanged, but Perazzo applies a submission hold on Anna Jay. Jay taps out, and your winner of the match is Diana Perrazzo. After the match, Tony Storm was ringside on commentary. She kind of, you know, grabs the microphone, throws out some choice words towards Perrazzo, and vice versa. And it looks like we're going to get Tony Storm versus Deonna Purrazzo, possibly at Revolution, which is going to be an absolute crazy, crazy matchup. But hats off to Deonna Purrazzo for getting the win over Anna Jay in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is a tag team matchup. It is Top Flight versus Private Party. I thought this was a good matchup as well, man. A Back and forth matchup between Top Flight and Private Party, with Private Party keeping the pace of the match. Private Party then hit a Gin and Juice on top flight, but Mark Quinn ultimately hits a roll-up using the ropes, pins for the three, and your winners of the match are Private Party. Hats off to Private Party for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is with the AEW World Championship. It is Hook versus Samoa Joe. Although this was a great match, man. Uh, Back-and-forth matchup between Hook and Samoa Joe. Joe was keeping the pace throughout the match. Joe then hits a devastating choke slam on hook off the announce table that looked absolutely brutal. Joe then hits a power bomb off the apron. Joe then hits a power slam on hook for a near fall. Joe then gets up, hits a Death Valley driver on hook, as well as a muscle buster on hook as well. Hook then gets up, hits a T bone suplex on Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe applies a submission hold on hook. And your winner of the match and still AEW World Champion is Samoa Joe. Couple of things I want to say about this matchup in general, man. This was a great match. And to be honest with you, I mentioned this last week about Hook, man. Hook is, you know, definitely a young talent for AEW. Uh, the way they've been building Hook up for this match was great. Uh, from the, you got like the Hook Batman sig- uh, signal, if you will. I thought that was fantastic. You have Hook going around New York City, you know, cutting these promos on Samoa Joe. They really built up Hook for this match which again hats off to Tony Khan for that Tony Khan put a lot of investment in Hook for this match the match itself absolute banger of a match it was commercial free throughout the entire main event which was absolutely awesome Um, the one thing I would give Hook on this for sure is the fact that it would one it wasn't a glorified squash match even though Samoa Joe was keeping the pace throughout the entire match Hook was holding his own The thing that I appreciated from Hook was the fact that after the match, he still wanted to face Samoa Joe. He still wanted more from Samoa Joe. And Joe, I mean, destroyed Hook at the end of their match and then Adam Page comes out to stop the attack that Samoa Joe was having on Hook. So it does look like Adam Page could be the next contender for Samoa Joe. To me personally, I think at Revolution, we might see a triple threat match between Samoa Joe, Adam Page, and Swerve. And Swerve might become new AEW world champion by pinning Adam Page to become the new world champion and not pinning Samoa Joe. But this was a great match, man. This was a great match from top to bottom. Again, hats off to Samoa Joe for getting the win. And Hook, man, there's a lot of praise for Hook right now. My only issue with Hook is, and I'm going to say this just like I said last week, because he had lost to Samoa Joe, what's next for Hook? Because to me, after this great match that Hook had with Samoa Joe, you got to put him on you know, the top of the card. For the foreseeable future, man, because right now Hook has a lot of attention on him right now. The fans are 100% behind Hook, just like they are for Swerve. So hopefully, we get some more great matches out of Hook in the foreseeable future. Uh, as far as Dynamite as a whole last night, man, this was a great show. I'm not going to say it was the best show, but this was a really good show. Compared to their homecoming that they had last week at Daly's Place for Dynamite, this show was way better than that, in my honest opinion, from top to bottom. Uh... You know, and like I said, going over the show, the biggest thing I took away from the show to me was obviously we had Deonna Purrazzo's uh, Dynamite in-ring debut, which I think she did a fantastic job. We had the, uh, we had the great tribute video to uh, Jay Briscoe, which I thought was absolutely awesome, and a great gesture from Tony Khan and AEW to have this tribute video for Jay Briscoe, which I thought was absolutely awesome, Man, emotions were running high throughout, uh, throughout that entire tribute video. And obviously having, you know, Mark Briscoe's, uh, you know, nieces show up and his family show up. Uh, and that great story about his niece and the doctors telling, you know, his family that, his you know, his niece might not be, might not be able to walk again. And she walks out to the stage, which was absolutely awesome. And it was a heartfelt moment, uh, not only for me and my family, but I'm sure everybody else that was watching. And uh, that was there for AEW last night, which was absolutely awesome. It was a heartfelt moment for sure. Uh, And the other biggest takeaway that I'm going to take away from last night, you know, besides Hook and Samoa Joe, which was fantastic, uh, is the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks definitely had a lot of things to say during that segment they had with Renee, which it really did catch my eye, man. You know, obviously, the Young Bucks are returning as heels, which is clear as day. Um, But the the things that both Nick Nick and Matt Jackson had said, you know what I mean? They were kind of, it seemed like they were kind of frustrated. You know, it seemed like they wanted to get back to the brass tacks of AEW and get back to business. Uh, You know, both Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson both profusely had said that they wanted change in AEW throughout this entire interview they had with Renee. Uh, Mentioned issues that they had in AEW in the locker room and and former WWE talent and how they're trying to erase some of this talent. So I, I understand what they were trying to say um i'm not trying to look too much into it but again it's just kind of ironic how they kept mentioning all this stuff and wanting change in aew want to get back to business so you know they're not wrong and hopefully this is you know maybe a small sign to tell that the young bucks are going to you know take their evp thing seriously if they still are evps which i think they are um and take it seriously man and actually get aew back to what brought them to the dance man you know being the You know, the change in pro wrestling and not only having WWE as the only pro wrestling in town. And hopefully, you know, the Young Bucks and Tony Khan get back to that format, you know, that really got them and brought them to the dance. The other things I want to talk about that are not entirely AEW related, uh, TNA, you know, and I've kind of been back and forth on TNA. And I told you guys this last week, TNA, I now credit, I didn't watch Hard to Kill pay-per-view for TNA, but from what I heard and what I've seen and from what I've been told by other people, it was a great show from TNA and what Scott DeMore put on for hard to kill. There were a couple debuts, you know, a lot of people were, a lot of people were speculating who the big signee was for a, uh, for TNA. Uh, I know throughout the show, they had AJ Francis, AKA top dollar show up and sign with TNA, I believe, but he was definitely there at hard to kill. Uh, the other name was Dana Brooke. I've I've, now, again, I forgot her new name in TNA. She had signed a contract with TNA as well, and a lot of people were upset because a lot of people thought that Dana Brooke was the big signee or the biggest uh, signing for TNA history. So a lot of people, especially TNA fans, were really pissed off that it was Dana Brooke. But towards the end of the night, I think the main event was Alex Shelley defending the TNA World Championship against Moose, where Moose became uh, was victorious in that match becoming a new uh, TNA World Champion. But he was attacked, if you will, by none other than Nick Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler. He makes his TNA debut with TNA that night as well, and it looks like he's going to go after moves. So TNA was firing on all cylinders at Hard to Kill uh, this past weekend, man, which was absolutely awesome. It was a great show from what I heard, some great moments, some good debuts, and honestly, TNA, like I said, was firing on all cylinders. The other big news that is kind of AEW-related is Jack Perry. Now, if you guys don't know, a lot of people were speculating when Jack Perry was going to possibly return to the company. You know, is he completely just gone from AEW entirely? When will he show up? Where will he go if he's not going to come back with AEW? Well, we got some answers to that last weekend, if you guys don't know. Jack Perry ended up showing up at New Japan Wrestling. He was at New Japan's, uh, I think it was their past pay-per-view, past weekend, Battle in the Valley. Uh, He ended up showing up attacking one of the New Japan Pro Wrestlers. Um, and he had, uh, it was kind of weird, man, because he, you know, he showed up through the crowd, attacked one of the wrestlers, and then he got in the middle of the ring and then he took out an AEW contract that he had signed and, or a former contract that he had, and he ripped it up in the middle of the ring. And then he pulls out an armband that says scape goat. So it looks like Jack Perry is going to be working with new Japan, but this, see, this is the interesting part about this. New Japan has a working relationship with AEW. And it's been going on for the past few years now with Forbidden Door, Wrestle Dream, so on and so forth. So, with Jack Perry possibly being a New Japan Pro Wrestling talent, you know, does this bring Jack Perry back into an AEW pay per view, like you know, an AEW pay per view, you know, something with AEW because they have a working relationship with New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling? So again, it's great to see Perry back in the pro wrestling space. I didn't see him going to New Japan. Um, and my standpoint on the whole Jack Perry and CM Punk thing has been the same. And I think the, the issue with Perry is the punishment didn't fit the crime for Jack Perry. And I think Jack Perry, you know, unfortunately was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, with the issue that he had with CM Punk, he took a lot of blame for that. And, you know, Tony Khan suspended him indefinitely, which I think was a wrong move from Tony Khan when it pertains to Jack Perry. Jack Perry's a great talent. He's a young talent. Uh, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with within the pro wrestling space for sure. Um, so yeah, that was the highlights of last weekend and the shows that, and some of the rumors and stuff that I got last week, man. I mean, like I said, and I, I said this last week too, I mean, TNA, you know, I was a big fan of TNA back in the day when TNA had, you know, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, Abyss, Christian, uh, AJ Styles, obviously Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, uh, just to name a few, you know, obviously Bobby uh, Robert Roode and James Storm as Beer Money was a great tag team for TNA. Um, they just had a, a lot of great talent, you know, on TNA. You know, they even had Booker T, they had Kevin Nash, they had Scott Hall. Uh, I believe even Randy Savage, you know, he didn't have an in-ring debut, but he did show up for a TNA show at one time. Um, and TNA was firing on all cylinders, man. They had RVD, they had Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. You know, Bobby Lashley. They had a lot of really top talent. Drew McIntyre. You know, throughout their tenure of TNA, they've had a lot of great talent walk through those doors for sure. Um, but man, after what I've you know kind of seen highlights of Hard to Kill, man, TNA is a force to be reckoned with, and I think TNA is fighting for that number two spot uh, for the number two best wrestling show in the U.S. for sure. I think it's something that I think Tony Khan you know, needs to take his focus off of WWE and kind of put his focus more into TNA because TNA is firing on all cylinders, man. And I told you I told you all this last week, you know, and not only that, you had Bailey and Sasha Banks in the crowd watching Hard to Kill. And a lot of people are trying to fight for the services to bring Mercedes Monet into the wrestling promotion, whether it be TNA, whether it be, you know, obviously still with New Japan, whether it be WWE and AEW. A lot of people have mentioned over the past few weeks that AEW is... Definitely going to be signing uh, Mercedes Monet. It's not a matter of when, but where she will debut for AEW. So, again, who knows? I will say this: Could I see Sasha Banks returning to WWE? Abs- absolutely, absolutely. Especially with the Rumble coming up right around the damn corner. Yeah, and there's and there's a match you can slot Sasha in right now that would fit perfectly, not only for you know a return, but a match at WrestleMania. You know, her returning at the Royal Rumble. I mean, the roof would blow off. Like the roof would blow off that place for sure. To have her back in the Royal Rumble, as far as a WrestleMania match is concerned, I would team her up with Bailey. So it'd be Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks and Bailey going up against the Kabuki Warriors with Asuka and Kairi Sane at WrestleMania. It just fits perfectly, man. So I mean, my thing is, if that's the case, I don't think AEW is going to wait till Revolution to bring her in. I, I think at this point they might have missed the boat. And maybe Sasha is going to go back to WWE. I wouldn't be surprised. And for a while, I thought Scott Damore was going to actually sign Mercedes as well. I mean, you got to understand this as well. I mean, when Osprey was a free agent, and, you know, obviously, you know, he was shopping around for different promotions to see what was going on, Scott Damore and TNA were going to, willing to throw him seven figures to sign with TNA, which I did not think that TNA had that kind of money, uh, but clearly they do. So, again... You know, they could have thrown that that kind of money towards Sasha. Anything's up in the air right now. You know, you also have Naomi, who's also rumored to return back to WWE, and she also might be a part of the Royal Rumble as well. And like I told you guys, man, WWE is heating up. Man, they are red hot right now. You know, obviously with the return of CM Punk, you get the return of The Rock, and The Rock trying to go after Roman Reigns. WrestleMania 40 is going to be insane this year, for sure. So a lot of things are going to happen. Especially, I think it's all its all going to start with the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is the, you know, the start of the WrestleMania season. To me, it kicks off WrestleMania, and then we get from the Rumble. And, you know, all these storylines start getting built up from uh, the Rumble into WrestleMania. So, Rumble is going to be very telling this year for WWE. You know, who's going to be the surprise entrance? Are we getting returns to WWE? Because a lot of times that happens, and usually at the Rumble... We get a humongous surprise usually at the Rumble. So again, is this the opportunity for WWE and Nick Khan to bring back Naomi and Sasha Banks to be a part of the Royal Rumble? You know, again, could you bring back Sasha Banks into the Rumble and have her win the Royal Rumble as well? And that might change a lot of things in WWE as well. But besides the point, AEW last night was a great show. From top to bottom. It was a really good show. It was way better than the homecoming show at Daly's Place. Uh, and I think AEW fired on all cylinders last night. I'm not going to sit here and say it was a great show. But it was a lot better show than the homecoming show they had at Daly's Place last week. In my honest opinion. Uh, I have a lot of praise for Hook. Uh, you know, again, Hook did a fantastic job last night in that match. Uh, the vignettes that TNA, uh, TNA... The vignettes that AEW has had uh, for Hook for these past couple weeks. man, have been absolutely phenomenal stuff to see. And again, hats off to Tony Khan to really put the, uh, the build behind this matchup and really building up hook for this main event match against Samoa Joe. Uh, again, I, uh, also talked about the Young Bucks and their segment they had with Renee backstage. Definitely, you know, definitely was interesting to hear what they had to say. Uh, and I get, you know, to me, again, I look forward to what's going to happen next with the Young Bucks moving forward. Uh. I touched bases earlier about the Jay Briscoe uh, tribute video, which I thought was absolutely awesome, man. It was definitely a heartfelt uh, tribute video for Jay Briscoe. Again, you know, seeing Jay Briscoe's family out there, his you know his daughters and stuff like that, and Mark Briscoe being out there with his nieces and, you know, the story behind, you know, the doctors telling, you know, the Briscoe family that, you know, their niece might not, might not ever walk again. And to see her walk out to the stage with Mark Briscoe, man, it was definitely a heartfelt moment. Um, again, you know, rest in peace to the late, great Jay Briscoe and, uh, again, hats off to AEW for this, you know, great tribute video they they put together for Jay Briscoe, man. It was definitely emotional for sure. Um, but with that being said, man, AEW, it was a solid night. It was a solid night. Like I said, it was a lot better than the AEW homecoming show. Um, and I thought it was a solid show from top to bottom. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about too, man, um, I know you guys come here, you know, and check out the podcast, which again, I am very grateful for that you guys check it out. Uh, I also want to say, too, I also have a YouTube channel as well. I don't think I've really touched bases on this in quite a while. If you guys are fans of the podcast, which I hope you guys really are, man, it means the world to me. Uh, Again, I also have a YouTube channel, and it's uh, at State Classic with Mr. Classic. All one word, no caps, anything else like that. Uh, Again, it's at State Classic with Mr. Classic on YouTube. Uh, Go over there and show it some love, man. You know, subscribe, turn on the uh, notification bell, hit the like button as well, man. It really means the world to me. Um, we keep the ball rolling with this, uh, podcast, uh, podcast stuff as well, uh, which again, I'm a big fan of, and obviously a big fan of pro wrestling. It's the same reason why you guys are here as well. So again, uh, go over to YouTube man. at, uh, stay classic with Mr. Classic, all one word. Um, again, show the YouTube channel some love, man, uh, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, hit the like button for me, man. That'd be absolutely awesome. But with that being said, This is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe, be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.